Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. There are many, but we can cover this tree. We would have by the time we cover this tree, we would have done some job. If we are able to lay some foundations, then we'll pray. The Bible says in verse 1 in the book of John, chapter 3, it says, There was a, a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. We are going to let's see if we can touch something on hearing God. Are you with me now? See, it is basic. You will not make much progress as a believer if you if you are not very good in this matter. Very, very good. It is very, very critical. And the more you grow in God, the more your hearing becomes better, should become better. And then in fact, if you are very, very good in hearing God, sometimes it will seem as if it's word of knowledge. But that's, by the way, because that one is ministry now. The hearing God I'm talking about is as a believer. There are people that are very good in word of knowledge and all those ministry things, but they can't hear God for themselves. If there is an issue that comes up in their life, they don't know how to hear. They will have to depend on other people. They will now be looking for prophets. They will now be looking for prophet, looking for one teacher, looking for whoever person. So that's different. It's not ministry. I've seen prophets that can look at you and say, Who is Christopher? Christopher. You now say it's me. You now say, I'm seeing the person is is a Yoruba guy and you met him in Lagos. I'm seeing O G I D I. You now say ah is Ogidi. I'm from Ogidi. You now say I'm seeing a compound. is many and there are many families there. You know, you know this forensic prophecy now. You know that person doing it. If he wants to marry, he wouldn't know how to hear God. Because it's a different matter. This one now is for yourself. It's not ministry. People have failed and made very great mistakes in their life and destiny. Simply because they cannot sort out this matter. And I found out that one of the best keys to be able to hear God better is the more self dies, the more you can hear God better. The more flesh dies, the more you can hear God better. In case I don't get to get to that place, if there is an issue and you are you don't know, you are not sure this one is it from God or not from God, is God talking or not talking? The easiest way to know is will this thing benefit God or will it benefit me? Is there self in this thing? If there is no self in it, it is a higher tendency that God is speaking, not all the time. Hmm? Because <laughs> 
I think it's the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that told us that there are people that gave themselves to be born, yet there is no love in it. Strange. So we began to understand that it's not every good thing that is actually God. There are, there are good things that there is no God in it. So it is not sometimes that something looks selfless that it is from God. Not all the time. But most times, if you want to judge easily whether this thing is, just look at self. Look at what it profits self and flesh. For example, Satan cannot be telling you to go and apologize. It's not possible. It's painful to the flesh. Whenever you hear those things, it's only coming from God. It's only God that can tell you stuff like that. It's very hard. I remember when I was doing youth service, one of our escorts so offended me, and I know that the person is wrong. But God told me to go and apologize, and I went to apologize. Only for me to apologize and find out it's miscommunication. And you are there dying, meanwhile it's miscommunication. That lady later supported my ministry more than many people. Anytime we come to Lagos, she's the, our mainstay. She's organizing everything there. Are you getting the point? Anyway, sometimes some people do it intentionally, but that's by the way. All I'm trying to say is the easiest way for you to know whether God is speaking or God is not speaking. Are you with me? Have you not... One day you woke up and you feel like renting a hall and starting ministry. They say the truth. Now all of us, we are there. What are you? I want to solve trouble for you so you won't go and kill yourself. All of us did it. And I was fasting. I said I would die here until God sends help from Zion. <laughs> God is not in it. You will die in that fasting. When you finish, what God will do to you? You know what you do to you when you finish? You put WhatsApp, you see a flyer for a program. God will say, go. Worst thing happened to you, you come to my own. Oh my God. Will you sword on you and circumcise the flesh? Because you are praying and fasting in the flesh. Anyway, is that your prayer and fasting that made you come to a point that God is now giving you help? Fortunately, your help is not that place that you are. I'm trying to solve people. Some people say God called them to do this. And then you went there, you see an obvious lack of grace. I'm, I don't say success. Success is not the right proof. I mean, success as per man's judgment is not the right proof of accuracy. But grace is a proof. You might not be having the success you want, but if it's prayer, if it's Evangelism, whatever God told you to, there will be abundant. Once there is abundant grace, then even if it's one person, you're doing it. Even if it's only you, you're doing it. But then you can gather 50 people, and then there is no grace. You can gather 100, 1,000, there is no grace. God is not there. I just helped you two things because we will later come back to this. But I'm trying to tell you the so that you will now know the reason why we do some of the, the, in fact, the basis for this teaching in itself. 
Hearing God is the basis of Christianity. My sister has, your brother has finally released you. Oh my God. Welcome. Are you getting the point? It is not an easy thing to hear accurately. Sometimes it's not as if we don't hear. We hear but not with clarity. The issue most times itself is clarity. Is it not true? You know that this thing I heard, there is an element of truth. The element of things God wants me to do. But I don't know part of it that is my own. And I don't know part of it that is God's own. Is it not true? So, there is a need to sort out. You know that this thing I heard, I can't throw it away. I know God told me, but I don't know the part that is God's own. There is a way God speaks. God doesn't speak English language. That is why it is very, very important for you to know the language of God, how God speaks. First of all, we need to establish something. So we are going to read John chapter 3 and John chapter 10. John chapter 3, somebody read for us, starting from verse 1. John chapter 3. Bible. That word see there means perceive. It means that there is something that comes to somebody that becomes born again. You have received a capacity. Are you born again? When you are born again, you receive capacity to perceive the things of God. So it then means that somebody that is not born again lacks the capacity to perceive the things of God. You can be looking at it, but you can't perceive it. Now, I will follow me now. It is in extension that Paul began to tell us in the book of is it not First Corinthians chapter two. He told us that um, a carnal man cannot understand, eh? Because they are what? what? That is the problem. The problem is not. Are you with me? The problem is not that God hates them. Some people think, when we say this thing about unbelievers, they think God loves them. The problem is that the capacity to perceive is only activated at regeneration. So your best attempt cannot be able to perceive the things of God. He might be able to perceive all that, but if it's the things of God, he lacks the capacity. So, in other words... Are you with me? That's one end. In other words, if you are born again, you have an innate capacity to what? Perceive the things of God. That is what he's trying to tell him here. That there is a way for somebody to see into the kingdom, perceive the things that is in the kingdom when he is regenerated. 
So regeneration offers a believer, a person, the capacity to perceive the things that is of God. My brother. Are you with me now? Now, follow, 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 follow. Follow. If you don't follow now, you miss it. If you are born again, you can perceive the things of God. Say can. That you can doesn't necessarily mean that you, you are. So people, what it means is that you have the ability, the capacity. Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes. Oh my God. So, do you know what it means? A believer that is born again, this is my whole point. A believer that is born again cannot say that he cannot what? Hear God. What am, what am I saying? A believer that is born again cannot say that he can hear God. You can't hear God. Whether you hear or not is now left as a responsibility to you. But you still have the capacity to hear God. Whether you use that capacity is now left to you. Are you born again? You can hear God. John chapter 10. Let's drive this point home. So let's start from verse 11. If you are there, say amen. amen. Okay, start. I am the good shepherd. Okay. The shepherd gets his life. You're not hearing him, my brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. to study Bible. There are things you mark. For example, he said, I am the good, first of all, Mark Shepherd. Live good or bad, Mark Shepherd. The second thing you mark is no. Say no. Continue. I'm the good shepherd and know my sheep. I'm alone of mine. So two key things here. Are you with me? You need to know the basis of accuracy in hearing God. You need to know the basis of even hearing God. Eh? One is that you are known and then you know. The problem most times is you knowing. Anyway, that, that's not where we're going, but mark these words. Mark these words. Hmm? 
Continue reading. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. <laughs> and I lay down my life for mm. the sheep. Mm. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I was bring. See, this one is another mystery, but we're not going to it. Let's continue. And they shall hear my voice, and they shall be born See, the key word is there. See, see eh? there are two key words you must mark as we go on. Here and voice. So when you see this thing now, what does this suggest to you? It means that somebody spoke. Is it not true? And then another person heard. Are you with me? Is it not true? Somebody spoke and another person heard. Follow. The first point of call is speaking. The second is what? So in this um in this analogy now, God is the one that speaks. You are the one that hears. Follow. And remember, we have established the fact that a believer has an innate capacity to hear. When you are born again, you are brought into a realm where your spiritual senses are activated. So you can perceive the things that is of God. Are you with me? That is on a general note. I'm still coming. Hearing God is a big matter, actually. But let's handle hearing God. You know, God exists. God's realm of oppression is eternity. Eh? That is why when we start going to how God speaks, I hope you know that there are ways that God speaks. For example, the number one way and the bear is here. We'll still get to it. The question now you ask yourself, I just want to make a point before I go. You read the Bible and the scripture says, by his stripes he are healed. And then you heard it. Not with this year. You heard it. And then that thing bore fruit in you. This is what is recorded many years ago. And saints in the church age took advantage of the reality that is in this and walked in the victory. And you, you came in this, our present age. And you said, you read that scripture and said, I heard God say to me, you are healed. Are you following me? That means that word carries in itself an eternal concept. So when God spoke it, he's sitting at a vantage. That vantage is outside the context of time. You need to know what it means for God to speak. It is beyond time. So when God spoke, it covered past, covered present, 
covered future. So I can pick up a scripture now and God will begin, begin to speak to me from that same scripture that he spoke to John Knox with. Eh? The same scripture he spoke to John G. Lake with. John G. Lake read John chapter 3, John chapter, Acts chapter 10 verse 10. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now, my own, the one I pick the most from that verse is how God, look at the extent of the Messiah's anointing. But one John, John Gilead picked from it is that all that we are oppressed of Satan, do you know what God said to him? Every sickness is caused by Satan. That was when he knew that what was killing people in his family, pretending that it was sickness, was demons. So anytime you miss sickness, say, you demon of infirmity, come out! And the person will realign. Oh, he thought he's, you thought that thing that deformed the person is his hospital. No, he's a demon lodging itself there. You go to hospital and see somebody, they say the problem is from the kneecap. They do all the surgery, the knee is still disturbing. There is a demon that lodged there. There is something we have found out. Are you with me now? If you see somebody with broken bone, Eh? And that bone refuses to heal. One of the things that happens is that there is a devil lodging itself in between that socket where the two bones should join. So when you touch that bone, command the devil to come out. Normally, the bone should heal itself. That's by the way, that's not my point. My point here is this: the same place that God spoke to John with, He still speaks to men via that means. Then what does it mean for God to speak? Hmm? So it means that what is the most important is to know how to hear God because the speakings of God is eternal in dimension. If you know how to hear God, there are body of speakings already existing in the body of Christ. Ah! Oh my God. The Bible says that the church is the ground and pillar of truth. What does it mean? I don't want to go into deep things. What does it mean for the church to be the ground and pillar of truth? Dio, let me just say something small there. I will not go deep. Now, when we say truth, obviously you know that truth is reality. Is it not true? Now, when you say ground and pillar, what does it mean? It means that the church has become a place, a location where realities, which is of God, has been calcified. Are you getting the point now? So anytime a man wants to touch reality that is of God, what do you do? Say, touch the church. So the realities of God has been calcified. That is, you know what is calcification now? You did sciences. Now. You know what is calcification? Calcium carbonate. You are being to caves. Those things that protrude out of the caves and all those stuff, there is calcification. It means that something that was liquid before without shape has suddenly been solidified and it has a particular shape in such a way that men can touch it. Are you with me now? 
So when we say that the church is the ground and pillar of truth, we are saying that the realities that is of God has been calcified in such a way that men can touch it. So it means that from days onwards, any man that wants to touch reality, all you need to do is to interact and interface with the church. Are you not getting the point? And in so doing, you will interact with that body of truth that you desire. Do you know what it means? God is not doing new things. What he is doing, he has done in Christ. And what Christ has done, he has invested in the church. So any man that wants to interact with that which is of God only has to come in into the economy of that in the church because the church is the ground and pillar of truth. Are you with me? How did I arrive here? Help me. Somebody help me back. Do you help me? Oh, all of you flew with me. <laughs> huh? No, no, no. There is a reason why I have to protect you. Thank you. God bless you. There is already speakings in the body. Calcified. So, are you with me? The basic plate, that's why people come and tell me they don't hear God. What they mean by they don't hear God is Jesus, one apparition did not appear to them and say, I am Jesus, I am Jesus. Let me tell you, there is a story. Have you heard of the man called Howard Pittman? Have you heard of Howard Pittman? He wrote a book on demons. I said I will give you people that book. You have not reminded me. He was, on a, he was in coma for many days. Is it days or weeks? And in that coma, it was in that coma that he had a vision. He said that Satan is not black. Satan, Lucifer is not black. Now, when he fell, his nature became black. But according to the scripture, he still masquerades as the angel of light. That's what the scripture. So if you see him now, he, he still carries that light. Is when you now address, don't address, address the nature. That is why when you relate with God. Is the most important thing God is interested in in relationship with any person or any being is the nature. So you can be a good person now, but if the nature of righteousness is not found in you, God has rejected that one. Are you hearing me now? So, Howard Pittman now said that he was in that coma, and when he was in that coma, suddenly a being appeared to him because some people that want to see anything. A being appeared to him and said, you know what that being said? Just take it. And the being didn't say anything bad. He said, take it, take it easy with your life. You know, just take it easy and give up. Don't struggle. You know, you are in a coma. Release yourself. The being is just encouraging him to just die. He accepted because of how soft Satan was. His voice was suiting. Somehow, there was no force in it. Have you met that man? You'll be shocked. It's not what they told you. His strength, the strength, I have told you people here, often and on, the strength of Satan is not really in his power. He's in his deceit. That cunning wisdom that have the capacity to present what is a lie as if it's truth. Are you with me? Satan is, except 
Except Jesus, Satan is the greatest salesman. Satan is the only person that can sell a lie to you and you buy it. That's what he did to Eve and Adam. He sold a lie to them. I don't know that being. He's don't, you, Satan is many things, but he's a good salesman. He can sell a lie to you and you will believe it. So he came to sell a lie to Howard Pittman. When the Bible says that Satan is the father of liars, what does it mean? When the scripture says that he is a murderer, what does it mean? Who did he murder? Let's leave. One day we'll touch on this thing. Now, this is the point. The point here is that when Howard Pittman announced, last year he announced, you know, remember one scripture. Don't joke with don't joke with Bible study. Pay attention, write them down. One day that will be what will save your life. Just one scripture. And guess what? That you know many Bible quotations doesn't mean you have them in your spirit. It is when you encounter some things, you will not know the word, the weight of the word that you actually have in your spirit. It will be manifest in the realm of the spirit. Because in the realm of the spirit, only realities operate there. If he is there, he is there. If he is not there, he is not there. So you cannot come and... It is in the physical that you quote, 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 quote. And then me, me, I will be impressed because I'm a human being. But in that place, you can't quote what is not in your spirit. Suddenly, you will forget all the Bible quotation you know. When I encountered that being, when I was doing your service, the only thing I remembered is Jesus is Lord. That's not my point. My point now is that when Howard Pittman now asked him and said, because the Bible says any spirit that does not agree that Jesus has died, resurrected, and is now coronated, is not from God. He now asked him that question. As soon as he asked that being that question, the nature was revealed. And he was set on himself. And he mounted pressure on him. Once Satan manifests, you can win him. The, his strength is that he will be hiding. He will be walking and hiding, hiding. He will, know, he will not want you to know. You know that vision my mother had many times. You be look, there is a demon that is hiding. You will be firing the demon. The demon is doing like this, shaking. But the demon never allowed her to see the face. If Satan can still be hiding, he can still be doing damage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your prayer now is that he should be exposed. Once he's exposed, you can deal with him. The strength is in that hiding. If he's exposed, you can deal with it in a moment. That is why revelation is an indispensable thing in the kingdom of God. Whether revelation for your spirit or revelation for matters outside. Are you following now? So for people that say they want to. So when I want, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about apparitions. That one happens. Some of us have had encounters. There are many ways God speaks. But the number one way he speaks is that he has spoken. Say after me. The number one way God speaks is that he has spoken. Write it down. You need to know. There 70% of what you are asking God to speak about, if not 80, he has already spoken. The only place that you need to is specifics. 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 Are you with me? So if God has spoken, 
then that means that there are speakings of God that is already trapped. Some, some places we, we don't know how to access those speakings. Let me give you an example. Do you know that some of the things I'm saying now, I've been saying it for some time. And that is what you need. Okay, let me, let me leave myself. Do you know that some of the truth that is helping you now, somebody, maybe let's say Apostle Arome has preached it nine years ago, seven years ago. Eh? In fact, there is some people that say that they collected this message. Somebody gave me five years ago, it's on my phone, I have not listened to it. Some of them carried those things for five years, they didn't listen to it. Meanwhile, what they need is where? I'm using, are you getting where we are going now? What God is trying to speak to you, He has already spoken. Are you not getting the point? What God is trying to speak to you, He has, he has already spoken. Your job is to find out where that speaking is. As I told you, that the realities of God has been calcified in the body of Christ. That is what it means, basically, foundationally, for the church to be the pillar. The ground and pillar of truth. So the day you encounter that thing, it becomes fresh for you. Not because it was spoken that day, but because that was the day you heard that which God has already spoken. So, the speakings of God, God has already spoken what he wants to say. 70%. Of course, there are a few that is remaining that he needs to speak to you. But that one, God, God doesn't talk much. Of. God doesn't talk much the way you think he talks. Is we human beings that talk, we talk a lot, we talk a lot, we talk a lot. Sometimes when he comes again to speak to you, he will start from where he stopped four years ago. The same thing he said, that's what he's still saying. He has not stopped. What he will probably do is to bring more clarity to it. What he will probably do is to expand it, what he has been saying. One thing is what he has been saying. Amen. So let's get back. How did I get here? John chapter... John chapter 10. We are in verse what? You are the one reading it. Continue. John chapter 4... John chapter 10... And you are in verse 16. Yes. Another sheep I have, which are not of this place. Therefore, and this I hear my voice. Yes, I mean, one thing, the one shepherd. Child. Therefore, therefore, does my father love me, because I lay down my life, mm-hmm. that I may take it again. Mm-hmm. No man liketh it from me. I lay it down of myself. Mm-hmm. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it. This commandment that I receive from my father. Continue. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews. Speak louder, my friend. And many of them said, He had a devil and his man. Why hear him? What I said, These are not the words 
of him that had the devil. <laughs> and the devil opened the eyes of the blind. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the education. Mm -hmm. And it was winter. Mm -hmm. Jesus was the devil. Mm -hmm. Then came the truth about him. Okay. How long does thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, I gave the fifth words. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me, for they the fifth words, because they are not from my sheep. Wait, 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 you are rushing. Are you with me now? See, there is an issue here. There is an issue here. Did you notice that issue? Anybody that is not of the fold has an automatic fracture. Say fracture. Did you do inter-house post in secondary school? Which one do you do? Running, jumping, football, marching. Which one did you do? Eh? Eh? All of them. Imagine if you are, you are supposed to run. Hmm? And then you had injury. Will you be able to do anything? You have fracture. Say fracture. You see, these people lack the capacity. Their best attempt will lead to nothing. Because they are not of the fold. I need to tell you what God considers that he spoke to you. Hmm? I know some people have gone to some prophets and they told you, they told you your name. Your name is Shinemel. You are from Ichi. You are a twin. You are this, you are this. In God's, what God considers is speaking. That is not why. Do you know why? Eh? A native doctor can do that. We cannot consider that what it means for God to speak. I want to show you something. That principally, what it means for God to speak is that he has established um, a relationship with you. Hmm? Are you with me? So, a person that he has not established a relationship with lacks the capacity to even hear him. Anything you benefited from God outside of relationship, God does not count that one as he is the one speaking to you. So God is, the scripture is trying to tell us that the riches of hearing God is as a result of you being a sheep. Remember, being a child, being in a relationship with somebody. The reason why I'm telling you this is that when we start talking about hearing God, the ways to hear God, you will now see that 70% of God speaking is an offshoot of relationship. If you pray long enough, you notice that your senses will be very sharp. If you do communion, commune with God, fellowship, worship long enough, you notice that your senses will be very sharp. This means that there is something um, relationship does to our capacity to perceive the things of God. It seems God has placed a lot of emphasis on relationship when he pertains to a man hearing the things that is of him. That means that the real things of God can never be perceived and interacted with 
outside of relationship. So a man that does not know how to build relationships, a man that does not know how to keep relationships, a man that does not know how to foster relationships, doesn't know what it means that you have hurt God's feeling. The Holy Ghost will come and say, why did you grieve me? And for two days, you will never hear from him. Some people that doesn't know what this thing means will continue to move on. These are men that walk in the flesh. Eh? They will offend the Holy Spirit. They are not even aware they offended the Holy Spirit. In their own mind, that is how you should be. They can even give many excuses why this thing is right. They won't know. Mm. See, as if I'm moving too fast. Let me come back. Let me come back. Continue reading. Jesus has... Verse what now? Okay, continue. Jesus has asked them, mm-hmm. I told you, and yet believe not, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Okay. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, mm-hmm. as I said unto you. Now, if your Bible is your own, Mark verse 27, it is the basis of everything we are saying. John chapter 10 verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. What are the three things? Say, hear my voice. The second one. The third one. Somebody asked me, how can you obey God? Because I'm trying to bring us to discipleship. The basis for discipleship is obedience. How can you obey when you, you have not heard anything? Is it not true? Or supposedly, it is when you hear, you will now what? Obey. The Bible was telling us the progressive um, um, uh, revelation of how the gospel should be ministered to men. In the book of, is it not Romans chapter 10 or 9? He said, how can they hear when nobody has what? Preached to them. It is when somebody preach, then they will hear. It is when somebody heard, hears something, then he will obey. Is it not true? You have not heard anything. How can you obey? You don't know how critical this thing is. See, there are many things God has given me grace about. This is one, hearing God. Not just hearing, I heard God, he should give me, he should give this person. No. There is such a thing as hearing God in very heavy matters. Matters of destiny. You don't know what makes the difference at the end of the day. I'm telling you, it is not, at the end of the day, it's not fasting and prayer. And as I'm speaking this, I'm feeling very strong anointing. I have very strong grace in this matter. I have had issues in my life where I am supposed to make mistakes and people will understand. Hmm? I mean, are you with me? Many issues rounding up around you at the same time. So, at best, some of them, some of the time, it can be two or three. At best, you can be correct in one and miss one. You can be correct in two and miss. You will, it is hard to be able to juxtapose all those things. I have been in that place many times. By the, I speak as a man that has received mercy in this matter. In this matter. I'm not saying I've not made mistakes, but I hardly make mistakes. When it concerns matters of destiny, heavy matters, I'm telling you that at the end, you will now see that what made the difference is your obedience. I noticed that what made the difference is my obedience. And if it is obedience, then I heard something. Is it not true? 
I now began to ask myself question. How was I able to get this clarity, get these things, get these things? And I now found out that the majority of the problems that people have in the body of Christ, some of them are willing, but they don't know how to extract that from God. Let me say something fast, in case I don't get to say it. It takes a lot of patience to hear God. If you see a man that is really dead to self and flesh, that is a man that can easily hear God. One of the signs that you are still full of yourself is that you don't have clarity about the voice of God. Because you'll be very, very impatient. Impatience is one of the clearest manifestation of the and then you made a mistake and sometimes you message on you now find out you made a mistake and it's tougher to correct mistakes it's better to avoid them remember i didn't say error i said mistake error is error there's nothing we can do about error we have to start afresh but if it's mistake you correct and continue are you with me if it's error we need to go back to square one if it's mistake you can correct it and then we can continue are you hearing me? Now, back to what I'm saying. The scripture now said here, the scripture said here, my sheep hear my voice. It reminds me of your name. A lot is Jesus' sheep. And if it's true, Jesus, this is a definitive statement. If you are his sheep, you hear his voice. That's what Jesus said. Now, um, you know what I found out? What I found out is that God has spoken and the speakings we seek is in what he has spoken. One. Number two is that God speaks. The issue is hearing. Is it not true? I found out that 70% of the challenge that believers have is in hearing God. And it is a basic thing in Christianity. It is still a challenge. When I look around, I'm not saying I'm the best or whatever. I'm saying I've received mercy in small. Say small. <laughs> but I've received mercy small. Hmm? Eh? And I know that a man that can hear God well. Hi. Let's leave the other aspect of obedience. Because there are people God speaks to and they don't. Of course. If God speaks to you and you don't obey, there is no new instruction. I hope you know. What God said before is what he has been saying. Is, is there anything God told you five years ago? Three years ago? Have you done it? He has not said anything new. Is that me he's still talking about? <laughs> and what I found out is that what he said before that you refused to do, the more the day goes, the harder it becomes for you to obey that thing. Circumstances will continue to change. I tell you the truth. Imagine if I, I get married tomorrow. Now. It is, there are some things that will be hard for me to do again. I cannot jump out if you are married. I cannot just jump out and say, God told me to go on seven days retreat. Are you okay? Do you, why, you have to agree with somebody. But you now, you can decide to sleep here. The, you can stay as long as you want. And even put the gen on and glory to God. If you are married, you can't do it. Hmm? As you are praying, oh God, release it. The woman that you are bound by covenant with is covenant. They are, made, they are levels of relationship. The highest is covenant. Are you with me? If, I'm, if we are just friends, there are things you don't have legal right to do. But if it's not covenant, if it's covenant, then what it means is that what we agreed on, you are bound to keep it. I take this woman as the body of my body, whatever, whatever they say. You are smiling from ear to ear. 
Haven't you noticed that the man of God doesn't smile with you? <laughs> they, they know what they are passing you through. Hmm? You are in front of deity and you are... Have you noticed some of those people that did block covenant when they were in secondary school? You saw one babe and you know you are young, you don't know anything about love. And somebody just smiled at you. And because you are still in your village, in your own opinion, that's the most beautiful girl you have seen. I call Samalab. My sister, sometimes, because part of the reason I've been warning you people as we are saying yesterday, don't use this setting and confine yourself to one mindset. Sometimes when you get out, eh, that's when whether what you have is really a conviction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Anyway, my point is this. When you now leave for you, that block covenant, you did it in secondary school. Are you with me for you are about to go. Let's say, you know, you say, you know, you are moving on that bush path in your village. And you say, let's do it. Or you cut blood. Or your teeth is like this. And then you did it. It didn't look like much. I want to tell you two stories now. At least one. At least one. Now, before that story. Now, what happens is that when you finish greening, and then you cut the covenant. Remember? Oh, should I say this? There are two aspects of a covenant. Eh? Whenever you hear the word covenant, what you will see in Greek is, first of all, should I go here? It will take me time. Two words. Okay, I, will not, I might not have to write it. If you pick it good. In Greek, one is brit. The other one is diteke. Eh? Diteke is the agreement. Brit eh, is the token. Are you with me? So before you do covenant, there is a letter written that this is Contained in this letter, or whatever it is, is our agreement. Eh? Then when you now finish, the two of you will now bring blood and seal that agreement. Is it not true? So the two aspects of a covenant is an agreement. That is why when God caught covenant with us as believers, the diteke of that agreement is, is the scriptures. So that is why we have in the scriptures two covenants. That's by the way, I don't want to go there. We'll go into another thing. Are you with me now? So, when you are saying, I love you, I will never leave you. Mark what you are saying, you know. If I leave you, this one should happen. Some people did it and their own didn't manifest because the take is not strong. What you said was not really strong. But you say, if I marry another woman, this one happened to you. If I, if I touch another, if I do this, if I do this. And then when you finish, you foolishly use your blood. Anyway, you thought it was not serious. Until later on, Anytime you approach a lady, are you with me? Let's even use you are a lady now. Anytime a guy approaches you, after two weeks, something will begin to go wrong for that person. Or something will begin to go wrong for you. Why am I talking this? Somebody needs this. I'm helping somebody. I perceive it. Eh? And then you now wonder, is, there is nothing serious I did now. It's just children play. You don't know Satan. Satan, when he wants to walk, it is man that gives him the tool to walk. You have just given him a tool. Something that blood came out of. Anyway, it's easy to reverse it, though. But what is important is that because it was consciously done, it has to be what? Consciously reversed. Don't just assume that just over time, the thing has stopped. That what we did as children, what we did as children, what we did as children, some of those things, circumcision and the things they carried you to go and do in idol. Those things they did. Didn't they do it as children? Why is it still working? There is a river. 
at Nsokai, if you are from around, I've forgotten that particular village. If you are from that place, that river will never, we never, what is it called? We never drown you. If you fall inside that river, it brings you out. But if you are a stranger, it will swallow you. It never swallows anybody from that town. And you say, I have stayed in Lagos for 20. I went to Oxford. I, I don't believe in those things. But you still fall inside that river, it refuses to swallow you. <laughs> Something has refused to recognize your Oxford certificate. I don't know what that thing is. <laughs> he has refused to recognize your professorship. I was reading on social media today. One of our one of our elders in the apostle um Apostle Tony is the RCM man in Otubo. He was telling a story about he said there is a place in Benue State. Even are you with me? I'm not saying this thing because we are praying. No. If God sends you, even if you are born again today, you can mess up Satan. But I want to tell you, first of all, faith is not denying reality. Faith is living in spite of it. Now, the man said that there is a place in Benway State. In that place, there is a, a ceremony that they do. Eh? In that, during that ceremony, the village and the people, they, everybody there will contribute money and they will buy yam for that ceremony. Eh? He said that the worst part is that the churches in that vicinity contribute money for buying that yam. That's how powerful that ceremony is. This is what happens. The sheep priest will carry that yam. Eh? Fresh yam like this and then enter into the river. Like it's not swim, enter like this. And people will stop seeing him. And he will stay for three days. I don't know how many days he will stay. And then he will come out of that river. When he comes out, there will be no water on him. That's number one. Number two is that, remember he carried fresh yam. When he's coming back, he will carry roasted yam. How did you know? He will carry back roasted yam. What is Satan doing? Where is the fire to roast yam inside water, my brother? That's where they roasted water. They roasted yam. Even the church is there admit that there is a reality at work. My point is reality. My point is not uh, promoting or setting. The day God wants to work, all those things, they are, in this our land, we have seen worse. Yet, the people that threw away some of those things, they didn't, even, they, they didn't speak in tongues. Self. The day one day, God will raise somebody. Anyway, that's by the way. My point is that there are realities in those things, and you have to remove them. Hmm? Now, how did I get into covenant? Okay, now, this is the, how I got here. That there is a covenant we cut with God. And it is on the basis of that covenant that he begins to relate with us. So he now said, my sheep, are you with me? So God has a covenant of speaking to you if you are born again. You have a part of the daiteke that is contained in that covenant is communication. Say communication. So, God owes it to you, and you owe it to God, that you speak to him, and he speaks to you. I want to establish, I want to ground you on hearing God. So you don't come tomorrow and be confused, my friend. God speaks to you, he owes it to you to speak to you. It is a content of the covenant. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep what? Hear my voice. It is a content of covenant. I speak to them. They hear me. Jesus was likening our relationship with him as the shepherd to his connection with his father. The same way. Are you hearing me, my brother? So, 
If God speaks to you, what is the problem now? You are not hearing. That's the issue. That is why one of the blessings God will give you is an ear that hears, an eye that sees, and a heart that understands. Pray for two minutes. Ask God, give me an ear that hears, an eye that sees, and a heart that understands. Take this prayer very, very serious. Very, very serious. Before we proceed, it is key. Before we proceed, it is key. It is key. God has been speaking. We, we have a covenant of communication with God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. The Bible says, My sheep heareth my voice. My sheep heareth my voice. If you can hear God, you'll be very, very strong. God will not, there will not be a doing without a speaking. Before God will do anything, He will first of all speak. Your ability to benefit from what God is about to do is dependent on how much you had. There was a story in, the, I think, uh, in the book of Second Samuel. How many of you have heard it? There are two guys. One is the Cushite. And then the other guy. How many of you have read that? Read that? The Cushite was the one that the message was given to. And then the other guy ran out and said, Let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. He said, You don't have the message. He said, Let me go, let me go. He said, You don't have the message. He disturbed the man. The man said, Oh, yeah, go. The man ran and he can run fast. Have you seen people with speed? In life, there are people that is running, running fast, expending energy. They are not going anywhere. They don't have message. Eh? They didn't hear anything from God. They just started running. I pity those people that run without a message, run without instruction. If it will take you 100 years to download all the instruction, let it take you that long. When the person now met David, he now told him, the person, David now asked him, he said, I just heard noise in the camp. I just knew that there is a revival. I just know that God is about to do something. There is something. We will give her my wonder. <laughs> when you now go back to your secret place to go and you know now, and then you pray, pray. Ah, you just finished from a power meeting. Why are you this dry? You just led worship and people are crying. You just taught in the Sunday school and this on stuff and. As you are, you are coming and they, they will now tell you, Kai, Sister Esther, this is, this is, this is glorious. Are you not Esther again? My <laughs> God, Sister Rachel, oh, what? He is now treasure. My Abeles. It's good to change your name if it doesn't fit. Is it not Job that name his children Ken and Harper and Keziah? If they name you are a lady and they are ladies, so 
But if your name is treasure, glory to God. Let's leave those matters. Let's go to serious matters. Meanwhile, he's a serious man. Yes. See, when God begins to judge you, he judges you on the basis of those instructions. So when you now go back, expecting God to come and salute you and give you high five, only for you to notice that you are dry, you are not connected, something is wrong with your intimacy. And if it's, it was on the basis of this that Paul now came, you know what he said? He said that, that you might know my understanding in the mystery of Christ. That he didn't tell us much about it, but he said that whatever it is, that this thing, this body of revelation has been hidden. Are you with me now? So the men that interacted with God in the times of old, they didn't partake of it. They were not participants in this revelation, not because they were bad or not because they were good, but in God's determinate counsel, he decided that this body of revelation will be unveiled in the latter times. Are you now with me? In the end of times. So, it means that an attempt to participate in this revelation outside of the season that God has ordained for it to begin to manifest will lead to error. The best attempt you have will lead to error because the season has not yet come. So, because of that, God will grant men access. Men like David will see and even when they see, they will capture their prophecy and revelation in metaphors. So until the time of his unveiling comes, my, this my brother is not, how can I help you? Until the time of his unveiling comes, eh, you are not permitted to say it. People can, you can be saying it and be saying, I know what God told No, the time has not come. Until that season comes, men will begin to enter into the, they will say you are in error. It is on this basis that Jesus said, I have many things to say. But even when I have many things to say, it doesn't mean I will say it. He said, but there is another lecture. A regime is coming. Are you with me? So there are many things God taught me before in prayer. I wanted to teach it. He said, no. Many things he taught me on revival. I wanted to teach it. He said, no. There are many things he taught me. Deep mysteries in the scripture. Ah! After those seasons, I encountered the Lord. I'll be in, my, in our parlor. Suddenly, the glory of God will come down. I know some people have seen it. I know some people have messed up some encounters. I'm not somebody that talks about some of these extraordinary things. But once in a while. But look at what happens. Sometimes, my scriptures will be Bible. The pages will be opening on their own. And God will, it will seem as if it has its own life. Do you know you can journey into the scripture, literally? The experience is there. And God will begin to teach me things. Begin to teach me things. Begin to teach me things. The... Natural result of inexperience is to come out of that and want to bombard men with it. But when the word comes like that, it is to test you. Hmm? That was what was spoken about Joseph. And the word of God, what? Tested him. So after seasons of testing you, that majority of that, will be, you will become, a time will come, you will become a public spectacle. Do you know what it means to be a public spectacle? Remind me your name, my brother. Daniel. Do you know what it means to be a public spectacle? If a nene, you now get it. Like now. Where are you? Do you know the time of Ezego? Why are you people young now? Who knows Ezego? Uh-huh. If you want to talk about money, 
that man has become a public spectacle in matters of money. Is it not true? So if you want to talk, you don't need to talk much about money. All you need to say is, look at his ego. He has become, are you not getting the point now? So in matters of money, that man has become a public spectacle. So sometimes the world comes to try you. The reason why the world comes to try you is that it will make you, what? A public spectacle. In those seasons, it's not the season of talking. It's the season of yielding. And you are cooked by a, a, a season will come when men want to interact with those realities. Eh? All they need is to interact with you. So some people that God has called to certain aspects of things in the body of Christ, God will direct them from the ends of this earth to come and encounter you. Simply because you have yielded yourself to be tested by the world. And on that basis, you have become a public spectacle of that matter. Eh? Are you hearing me? Let me leave it. You are not hearing Let's go back. Our time is even spent. Since... You have questions. I know you are not. You are not the only one. No? There are many. And you are nodding your And I know you are not hearing me. Go and get these messages. Listen to them. I said I was preaching at Abakaliki. And a retired bishop is finding it hard. So I don't blame you. Have you gotten our messages? Eh? Okay. Get all of them. Listen to them repeatedly. They are, aside the revelations, it is packed with power. Literally. And I tell you the truth. Have you been having... Experiencing some attacks and some things in your dream and all, carry these messages, put it on. If you want to sleep, sleep with them, let them be playing. We have seen cases where people put on the messages on. There is demonic presence around those places. As, as long as that me- message, what is, as long as that message is that, that, you will know that the, those, they have come, but they can't penetrate this time. Just because that thing is playing. And sometimes you put those messages on and listen to them and then sleep. And then it seems as if in your sleep you continued these things are real. And then you call, in that place you are praying, praying, praying. And then you wake up praying. One of the greatest blessings you can have is to wake up praying. We wait to see your face. You will see. We wait to you will hear and you will understand. We wait. Some of you have been seeing and hearing, but you can't understand. We wait to see your face. We wait to hear your voice. We wait. We wait to see your face. He wait to hear God. Badori, badori, ba. He wait, he wait to see your face. He wait to hear God. Badori, ba. He wait, he wait to see your face. We wait to hear Badori, Badori, ba. 30 more seconds. We wait, we wait to see your face. We wait to hear Badori, Badori, ba. In Jesus. Mighty name we pray.